Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. We are back in your ear holes for another episode of Powerful Nonsense. If you're joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. And I am Jem Yildiz. And this is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Feeling a little bit croaky today. Had a bit of karaoke last night. Yeah? What, what, Three were, you, hours what were you singing? Three hours of karaoke. Bit of everything, to be honest. I've not heard that one. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go? Um, Lucky Voice in Islington. Oh, okay. Really good, actually. I've been trying to find a good karaoke place in uh, in London, so... I would say check that one out. Yeah. Very good. That might be on the uh, 30th birthday it agenda. Bit, it got a bit sweaty hot with about 17 of us in this little booth, but... <laughs> how how little? It was probably like three metres by three metres. Not very... 17? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah was that was packed. cozy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, today uh, we're going to be talking about living spaces, specifically co-living spaces, and whether or not... Uh, it's going to be good for the future of the millennial generation in terms of uh, living arrangements. There's an article in The Guardian which uh, cropped up, uh, which we will link to, which was talking about this new wave of uh, apartment blocks. Almost like hotels, actually. They're saying it's kind of going to be these sort of kind of hotel style, but they're actually going to be for like long term renters. So what do they mean by hotel style? I think basically, so you're going to have, it's going to be very like studio-esque, mm-hmm. but I think it will have enough stuff in there. I don't know whether they're going to kind of model it maybe a bit off sort of like the student dorms and stuff like that. I don't know if the, you probably get your room, but it's probably going to have some other shared stuff or there's going to be options probably same as university mm-hmm. where you could get that big room, which was two of Upgrade. you and had a kitchen in there Upgrade as well. Upgrade to the suite. Yeah, exactly. Have everything en suite basically. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea behind this is they want to, they know that millennials are kind of like, using their homes just to go to bed most of the time and millennials yeah. want to live in like affluent areas get into get into central locations quickly and so i think a lot of these people who are building building spaces are realizing actually there's a market here for people that yeah want that close transport links don't want to pay too much and actually are the ones that actually are saying you know what maybe i don't need to own my own home i'm happy having a room yeah and and i i think part of what this article was touching on is the cost of owning properties and whether or not how difficult it will be to get on the property ladder. Obviously, these are being built with the intention of being rented rather than owned, much like you would with a hotel in many ways. But this does seem like a really interesting option and alternative, particularly if they are going to be uh, owned by a select few companies rather than these private landlords that are just because if they're all going to be owned by these companies there's going to be a much more fixed rate on it and you know they're just going to lose out on too much money actually if the costs are too high to to warrant it so it could pricing wise it could work out quite I'm sure nicely. I'm sure they'll still be quite pricey it's oh yeah not don't get me wrong you as much as say like a mortgage or trying to save up to that deposit mm. I was just thinking in my head imagine if somebody somebody like Airbnb decided to create these hotels which are kind of like long-term rents but then say you i'm surprised they haven't yeah exactly imagine if you signed up to say okay i'm definitely going to pay a thousand pound a month that covers me in any of these airbnb hotels slash rental apartments anywhere in the world and i choose that's a really good idea and i can just choose okay well i'm gonna do six months in london and i know i've got an apartment in a good location but then you're just as free to go book yourself into another six months in Bangladesh or somewhere else 
which I think again that's fits a really good idea. It fits really well with millennials who number one want to have that flexibility of where to work, but at the same time mm-hmm. you can now not have to worry about oh god I've got to get to that place find accommodation. Uh-huh. It's actually covered underneath this umbrella of one yeah, company. Yeah, there's about three or four different Airbnb like apartment blocks. Yeah, in it's a bit like in a, all the major cities. It's a bit in the like world. a sort of like an easy gym where you can yeah. kind of use any gym that you're signed up for. Yeah. In any location, but why not add that to the sort of rental market? Yeah. That's a really good idea. Well, Airbnb, if you're listening. Air rent. Air rent. I, I just think people would do it. I think if we know that millennials like to move around, and it means that actually if they're someone that works on their laptop and can pretty much move anywhere, then I just think that's a cool concept. And I think that it fits in with like millennials who don't want to be too tied down to anything. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, people might look at this article and say, is this just not another example of why millennials are fucked and if and then shouldn't people be able to at least buy their own um housing and i don't know if you saw the recent budget that came out i didn't actually but one of the one of the points in there was um they were going to increase the the stamp duty so basically you could buy a property up to five or half a million and if it was a shared shared ownership you wouldn't have to pay stamp duty on up to that. You can go up to half a million pretty much. So it seems like they're still, I mean, this conservative government are still trying to push for home ownership Mm. and they're doing whatever they can. I mean, you've got these like small deposits, you're getting stamp duty cuts, you're now getting this share to buy scheme. So it's, it seems government wise, they're saying people should be able to buy, Mm -hmm. but then it's like millennials are like, actually, do I even want to buy? So it depends and it'd be yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know so. how many, like what percentage of millennials would you say are going to go and do I even really want to buy a house? I, I, that's what I mean. I, that's what I'd be very interested to know. Because but if, if, it, if it was your hunch based on conversations you've had. I think most millennials would like to own their own property. But then I also think that in their heads, they'd be thinking, you know what, it'd be nice to own it. But then if I do want to go move somewhere, I know I can just rent it out. And yeah. I think that would be the ideal situation because I do think that nowadays when when a millennial buys a home i think they also don't stay in it forever like even with me i've moved into this place i've been here for two years but i would it wouldn't stop me to think actually do you know i might want to move somewhere else and Mm. i wouldn't feel like okay i'm tied to this property for the next however long so i just it just depends and i just think it depends where the millennials fall whether they're someone who's got a bit of money i think they would buy but i don't think they'd be tied down to that one location Mm. i think millennials do want to move they do want to change things up regularly and i think this kind of is an example of actually, you know what, long-time, rent, long-term renting is something that's going to be on the increase. Mm. And actually, if they can create these spaces that are in cool, funky places and yeah. uh, and, and for a cheaper, more affordable than by renting out yourself, then I mm. think, like, why not? Yeah, it's like the, the co-working spaces, like the, the co-working offices yeah. kind of converted into... The rent into the renting model. So uh, we've kind of talked about this a little bit before in an episode. I remember just talking about it briefly, but let's talk about it again. Now that we know that it's happening, let's say you got a thousand pound a month. That's your, that's your rent. Everything covered: bills, water. D- design for me and and the other listeners what you think a thousand pound a month co living space would be like. I generally think most of them would be your bedroom with an ensuite bathroom that's going to be all your internet you're going to have nice it's going to be fully kitted out i reckon it'll be furnished yeah oh yeah and then i think you're just going to have a shared living space which actually will probably end up be, um, a shared living like living room sort of communal area and then you've got your kitchen like a common room kind of a bit like we had at uni where you've got the kitchen and you've got the kind of mm-hmm. place just to chill and hang out and i reckon it'll be that and i reckon it will be you could like add on where you can be like okay do you want the cleaning service thrown in there as well so mm-hmm. like 
jump washing done. And I think it's that kind of catch-all. It seems that millennials are all moving like, towards like, this. Like the Ryanair for, for renting. Pretty much. It'll be <laughs> maybe a little bit better, but you'll probably get people like that. But I reckon if there was a service that said, look, all in all, £999 a month, your washing's going to get done, your room's going to be clean, you're going to have, it's going to be fully furnished, like you're going to be in a group which you probably eventually could probably say, you will see the profiles or like a LinkedIn profile of the people you could potentially live with. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, that's a good idea. And then that could tie in. Then you could be like, you know what? Actually, that's a good opportunity mm-hmm. to be with people who also work in my industry. So I think that actually, I think it's a cool concept. And I think a lot of millennials would go for it if they're in that sort of circumstances where they aren't in position to th- actually buy a place. I think it's a cool concept as well. Another question that's just popped into my mind though. Like these co-living spaces have to be good, right? Because as a millennial, which ranges from the ages of 20 right now about 20 through to about 40 right so young adults now we're not talking teenagers we're talking young adults up to early middle age if if you're living in one of these co-living spaces and then you bring a girl back or a guy back (laughs) um it's you're not going to want it to look like you're living in halls that's true that's a good point you, you're going to want it to look like it's a proper legit. But this thing, I still think it's going to be swanky, and it's going to be like in or you'll really just be, good locations, you know, having orgies amongst yourselves because it's co-living spaces. Okay, you're millennials, anyway. but then don't shit where you eat, you know. Yeah, who knows? But then, if it is co-living space, it's just and it is like the Airbnb model, which I think is a really good idea. It's just be like, oh, it's all right. I'll go to. I'll go to the Richmond. Well, to be uh, honest, your, your your whole apartment could have like a, a, a also a Tinder service built in, and you're like, you've just, you've just connected with Lucy on floor number forty six. Would you like to arrange a a meeting, <laughs> <laughs> or a new person comes into the building and you can kind of connect? Oh, That's God. like some crazy like show, isn't it? That could be on TV. That, that feels like an episode of Black Mirror. Did you not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie? Did to you. you not watch that? Um, there was like a show recently uh, that was on Circle. Was, the Circle. I didn't watch it. But it was that kind of concept where you're like living in this block with people, but you only communicate through like text messages and stuff. I should watch it. It does sound it was actually, interesting. Yeah. I'm actually. surprised we didn't mention that before. Yeah, it does sound interesting. So co-living space, Wayne, you do it currently. We're not in that style, but you... No, do you know what? I, I think I could. I mean, I'm very happy where I'm living at the moment, but yeah, I feel like I could. I feel like I could. Because um, it is the best of both worlds, right? Because you've got your own space, but then you also have loads of other people that... Mm-hmm. that you can socialize with it's just like student life which to be honest is what most millennials want yeah pretty much <laughs> it, it's what most millennials want because we've tasted it and it was the best years of our lives and we want it back <laughs> and we want it back <laughs> we want it back so bad um but yeah no i'd do it how about you um i mean, I mean i'm in a circumstance where i'm now me, but... got my own place so i'd probably be like hell no but i think if i wasn't in that circumstance i'd be like yeah why not i think it's good mm. for people who are probably single young professionals who want to have good, like, as I say, close um, proximity to transport links and actually places to go out, then, yeah, why not? Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Let us know what you think on the old Twitter, at PN underscore podcast. Would you be in on the co-living millennial space? Um, Although, of course, it's not strictly for millennials, but I think that's the target market. Cool. 84-year-old Jeff would get rejected from the building. (laughs) Poor Jeff. Leave Jeff alone. (laughs) Cool. So that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for tuning in as always. We would very much appreciate a nice little iTunes review from you. Five stars or more would be greatly appreciated. So thank you very much for tuning in and we will catch you next time. See you later.